What's up, everybody? Welcome back to First Stop, the show that gives you a reason to not sleep in on Saturday. That's right, Jacob. This is the only reason I actually wake up on Saturdays. All right. Let's make it more positive. (laughs) (laughs) We want to welcome back to the First Stop podcast, uh, Minnow. Thank you for having me. Very awkward entry by me, but uh, yeah, Mido, you were actually here what a year ago, almost yeah, a year pretty ago. Pretty much about exactly a year ago. Yeah, that's actually crazy that we like thought you know, hey, it's February twenty second. I'm feeling Mino today. Uh-oh. Right? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> How are things going? How are, good, how's good. life? Everything's going well. Good. Um, any like changes to your major or minor or still sick with uh, comp still computer science? Nice. Yeah. Awesome. And where are you living this year? I'm in Vandy. Vandy. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Do you, you find like it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we just kind of moved across the street from yeah. 90, so we just got to keep our eight man. So we're like, yeah, why not? Oh wow, that's solid. So you just basically just moved yeah, it up. Yeah, we just moved yeah. across wow. the street. Um, I'm curious because you're one of the first guests who is still on campus mm-hmm. as a junior. Right? Yeah. A lot of people are off campus. Do you find that it's kind of a different vibe and kind of lower campus and lower and kind of all these dining halls where like you're one of the few juniors and a lot of people are sophomores or do you kind of still see the same crowd? Um, no, the crowd is definitely different, but I'm, I don't know, I'm pretty low-key, so I just go in, get my food, get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's fair. Yeah, that's one thing I've always wondered, is like, it, it would definitely feel like a different campus that I was on, because yeah. obviously every junior is off, right? and they're off far away, it's not like right. they're off like where we are. Like, we could easily go to lower mm-hmm. right. and get food. What's it called? The lines are still just as long, so. Yeah, <laughs> it's just literally so many people. Right. I would love to know yeah. how many people they actually serve, you know, a day. Right. It's too many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, and I mean, I, I was doing a hot take. I don't like uh, lowers uh, dinner. Me neither. Oh, there yeah. we go. We got two. <laughs> yeah, we got two hot takes. Two hot um, takes. I mean, I think I think in in <laughs> we just have we just have last week's podcast. Yeah, basically right now. Um, <laughs> I, I think for dinner though, lower is not that bad. I think compared to, I think the best dinner is Stewart by far. I yeah. really I really think Stewart has the best dinner. I think though. Mac has like just just average food. Like if you want dead average, like mm-hmm. chicken that is average, green beans that are average, sure. rice that is quite subpar but average, you go to Mac. Lower, yeah. sure. you get the selection. The lines are less in Mac though usually. Yeah, yeah true. It's true. Yeah, I'm waiting four hours for a chicken part sub. I'm like, wow, it's <laughs> really nine o'clock. Oh, <laughs> but so let's 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 dive in. You know, let's let's kind of cut in there. Um, All right. You're into rap, yes, sir. poetry, yep, hip hop, R and B, all those types of things. Yep. What do you think is one? The industry, you think the industry is, is going in a positive direction with kind of you have this delineation between like the pop, very bland rappers like you know Trippy Red and stuff like that, or you know right. Doja Cat or all those people. And then you also have this kind of undercurrent of underground rappers who are blowing up on SoundCloud. You kind of have those two extremes. Right. Uh, do you think that's that's a positive? Um, and then also, what do you think the purpose of rap can be? Okay. All right, let's get into it. Um, so I actually like where the industry's headed. Um, I think more of the pop rap, compared to what we talked about last year, I think there's been a more of a resurgence of more underground hip-hop. Uh, in SoundCloud, but even in even like cracking into the mainstream, I know Royce the Five Nine dropped his album a couple of days ago, um, and maybe not a lot of people know about it, but the people that know about it know about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. think yeah. 
that's what hip hop is just becoming a thing that is more accessible to a larger amount of people. Okay. So, be whereas before, I would say if you didn't like lyrics, you couldn't really listen to hip hop. Yeah. But now you can just groove along to a hip hop song. So it's kind of it's been more open. I yeah. want to say. Oh, that's fair. To more people. That's fair. Yeah. yeah, you can actually connect with it, even though you're not really connecting with the lyrics. You're just connecting with the the sound of it, right? Right. The aesthetic. Right. Yeah. Do you have any? Are you listening to anybody right now that you think in one or two years could really blow up? Any underground people that are kind of undervalued right now? I mean, I want to say Jay Hurd, first of all. Jay Hurd? Okay. Yeah, that's my boy. Um, uh, I think lyrically, he's one of the best I've heard. And <laughs> heard. Heard. Um, nice. <laughs> nice. But I think in a couple of years, I think he'll be up there. Okay. For awesome. sure. Wow. So let's go into that like kind of relationship you guys have. So you guys are kind of Instagram. Right. Well, at least we see on your Instagram, you guys are always kind of praising each other's work and kind of working right. together and stuff. Right. So how'd that come along? Yeah, did you slide to his DMs be like, yo, you up? Uh, no. <laughs> so it started, we were, we realized we were liking the same things mm. on Instagram. So like the fan pages for hip hop, capital C's page, pages. And I think, I don't know, I just clicked on his profile or something and I saw that he rapped and I listened to his stuff and I was like, dude, you're really good. And he's like, yeah, I've been doing this for like 14 years. And I was like, I can see that. Wow. <laughs> And this, yeah, so we just kind of started talking. It's really easy to talk to someone when they have the same exact music taste. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Especially oh, yeah. when, like, music yeah. is as big of a passion as it is for both of us. It was just a natural thing, and it just... And then I started rapping, and then we started going back and forth. So. Yeah. Do you guys bounce off ideas to each other yeah, all yeah, the time? Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. What about beats and stuff? Do you guys deal with that, or is it more lyrics? Uh, more lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But we're definitely going to get on a song together sometime, oh, so stay tuned dope. for that. Dope. Nice. Nice. Well, one, one thing I was also thinking about, too, talking about, like, yeah, SoundCloud's the way people blow up. TikTok has kind of, like, capitalized, or not capitalized, t taken over the music industry. Right. Like, a song that goes on TikTok that's pretty viral will ultimately, like, be viral. There's, like, a few examples of, like, songs that dropped in 2017 that are now popular as hell and are the top charts. But they dropped three years ago. Right. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts on TikTok and the, and the music industry are, but I think that's probably the best way for someone to blow up now. Because you get associated with some... Know, hot girl dancing like bam you just blew up right right um i've heard some shady things about tiktok as a company mm -hmm. about censorship and stuff oh yeah but, let's not get into that yeah well, it's, um, ch it's chinese i don't trust <laughs> the chinese yeah. yeah uh so what's it called um you always see this with social media actually first it was youtube you'd have intro songs people that would use the same songs in the intros oh, yeah. that would blow up oh yeah yeah then it happened with instagram vine and tiktok has kind of just become the one right now but I think there will be another one coming up soon, so yeah. I think it's no, just a phase that's just yeah. blown by. Well, the thing is, too, with TikTok, yeah, it's, a ch it's owned by, by the Chinese government. Well, all companies in China, the Chinese companies, are right. owned by the government, so right. it's owned by the Chinese government. Um, and the one thing, the DOJ is investigating them because of the whole facial recognition mm -hmm. and logging all the data from facial right. recognitions. Um, so the one thing that we'll probably see is definitely some court case that opens up or some investigation that opens up into TikTok. So right. that could hopefully, I mean, I say hopefully because I... I I just don't trust the people who own TikTok. Um, they'll probably knock them down a few pegs. But as of right now, they're blowing, they're just destroying the music industry. So they're destroying every industry right now. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Do you, um, I'm trying to think, do you still have, I know last time you said you go through kind of notebooks and you just kind of write down your thoughts and stuff. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of still your same process or have you kind of refined that a little bit? Um, so now I have two notebooks and I also write on my phone 
Okay. Hmm. So I keep my phone around me all the time in case an idea just comes to me and I just need to jot it down real quick. But yeah. if I sit down to write, I'm writing in one of the two notebooks. The second notebook's new. I just got it from a friend. Um, but, yeah. If you're When you start a new, new notebook, do you feel like the vibe is completely different? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. I was going to say. So it's like an album almost. Yes. Okay. Right. Because um, you're literally like, oh, it's a new book. I have to fill this. Right. It's and like, now you're in that framework. It's like, it's like, like, it's I have like to a fill different this. mindset. Yeah. Right. Uh, I definitely have or put characteristics into the, no, the different notebooks. So when I write on my phone, I notice it's more technical. When I write on hmm. one of the notebooks, it's more personal. And when I write on the other one, it's more like smooth. Okay. Hmm. Nice. So like giving like personality to the different. Do you draw on your notebooks? I don't. Okay. I should. <laughs> I was going to say like that. Just I'm, not, I'm just not good at drawing. Massive creative outlet. I right? forget. I forget who said it. it was one of the philosophers said, um, the, the tool you use to write with shows up in the final product. I forget who said mm. that. I'm going to get back to you guys on that. Yeah. yeah. Really cool. That's, a, def- that's a really good quote. I, I mean, definitely agree with it. it. Right? I, yeah, I definitely misquoted it a little bit, but mm-hmm. paraphrasing. Sure. Um, I had a friend who, who journaled a lot, um, and he would just, you know, journal all of his thoughts and stuff, just like, per, you know, prophetic thoughts. Right. And what he would also do is, in given the certain mood of the page, he would draw geometric shapes according to that. So say it's, uh, yeah, right? So say something is really rigid, a thought that's really rigid and structured, it would be like triangles or squares right. or whatever, just naturally, just to kind of associate those two. Right. And then say one idea is like really free thought and free flowing or just the contents of it are really kind of fluid. Um, there would be like squiggly lines right. or anything with curves. Right. Um, and that would ultimately allow him to keep furthering that thought because you're like in that mindset of right. structure or right. in the mindset of fluidity. So right. it's a thought. Draw That's a bunch of like cool. C equals threes or anything on the face. <laughs> just use math equations. Yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just a comp sci notebook. Right. <laughs> How was comp sci, by the way? Good, good. It's going pretty well. Yeah. Um, it's getting hard, but you know, yeah. that's how it is. <laughs> Will you guys be able to get, like have a, quote access to the Schiller Institute before it's like completed or now? I think it'll be completed after twenty twenty one. Yeah. But I don't know. You never know. Yeah. We'll see. I was thinking like maybe next. Next spring, spring right? right? And see, like, hey, for like come a on month, in. Yeah, yeah, for a month, like, hey, right. yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, they uh, they tapped this new woman for the Schiller Institute for um, taking it up. She's right. from Brown, I think, so it's pretty cool. Take a quick music break. Yeah, let's back. do that. Yeah, awesome. What's up first? Oh, wow, we can't hear her voice. Oh, that's sick. Oh, wow. So uh, we just plugged in our headphones uh, to the actual outboard just to see what it would sound like. Oh, my gosh, I sound weird. Now we... Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> now we look more professional. Yeah, now... the video, at least. And we can actually see now whether we're sounding uh, audible and <laughs> um, if, we if actually... we're loud enough. Wow. Wait, am I loud enough? Oh, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, that's cool. Cool, cool. Holy awesome. cow. This is brand new. This is... <laughs> um, so this topic's going to be a little bit more um, philosophical, can you say? Theoretical. Theoretical. Talk about, about or could you talk about your idea of pop, or was it pop music? Hip-hop. Hip-hop. Hip-hop and what it was meant to be versus what it is right now. All right. So let me break it down to probably hip-hop's philosopher, KRS-One. So he said... Rap is something we do, hip-hop is something we live. And so hip-hop consists of many elements, including MCing, DJing, uh, breakdancing, graffiti art, and I'm forgetting a couple, but hip-hop encapsulates a lot more than just music. So rap is the music, but hip-hop is the culture. That's what he said. And he actually broke down hip-hop in a pretty neat way. Um, So he said, hip is to know, 
it's a form of intelligence. Uh, whereas hop is literally a form of movement. So you, you put it together, hip-hop is an intelligent movement. Oh. It's an intelligence movement. Nice. And um, I think hip-hop definitely has the potential to be exactly that. And I think it is to a certain extent. But I think we could add a sprinkle in a little more knowledge in there, here and there. Could you give an example of a hip-hop artist versus a rap artist? Because I feel like a lot of the kind of almost, kind of like Eric was saying, they sound kind of similar almost. Right. Yeah. Um, I would say a rap artist is someone that sees hip-hop obviously as a passion. It's what they do. But also as a form of uh, a business almost. And, you know, when they're in the studio, they're just kind of having fun and kicking back or whatever. Whereas a hip-hop artist is someone, I think, that wants to give something back to the culture. I think that's their main intention. Even before the money, before the the plays, before getting people to listen to them, they want to give something back to the culture because the culture gave to them. So is the culture something that you basically tap into, like a reserve bank? Like you, you put ideas, lyrics, thoughts, feelings into the culture. Right. And then from the culture you draw from. Right, right. Exactly what it's what it can be. Right. Interesting. And I feel like that definitely shows up with your work because you're always talking about kind of right. Thank you. underlying issues that aren't um, like it's real issues that you're talking right, about right. and you're creating some sort of movement right. and kind of bringing light to these kind of issues. Exactly. So, exactly. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Trippy Red kind of emphasizes I get those bands like I get these, right. you know, women. And there's, um, no, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but there also, there, are, there needs to be a balance yeah, yeah. between yeah. both. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, I always hear people talking about the culture, right? You're part of the right. culture. And I always right. thought of it as just an exclusive, like, hip-hop culture as opposed to an actual, like, you know, I guess, idea, philosophical bank that you tap from. Right. right? And that's that's interesting that that's... Right. Hip-hop started, and I want to say hip-hop will always be for outcasts. And I say that outcast with a K, because that's a reference to outcast. But no. um, uh, hip-hop's always been for outcasts, kind of, if you didn't fit into anything else you knew you had hip-hop that was there for you. And that's kind of what hip-hop was mm -hmm. for me. Because um, I came into this country in 2009, and I didn't know the English language at all. And I learned English through hip-hop. I think I mentioned this last time. Yeah, but, sure. Um, yeah, talk more about that story. Yeah, um, so I came in 2009, and I didn't know English. For the first year, I had a translator. And I was nine at the time. Um, I had a translator for the whole first year. Uh, I was in an English as a second language class. And... Um, one day I just decided, or I just ran into a forum on Rap Genius. That was before Genius was Genius. It was oh, just yeah, it's Rap Genius. Rap Genius, oh. yeah. Right. Um, Those were the days. And there was a forum, to, tell me about it. Um, uh, so there was a forum talking about uh, Rakim and Nas and Eminem. And so I downloaded, the first album I listened to was Rakim, the 18th letter. And the second album was Nas Illmatic. And I pretty much exclusively just listened to those two albums for probably an entire year. And I printed the lyrics, I started studying it, and then I kind of just... And with school, you know, with family, the English language just kind of came more naturally to me that way. Wow, that's a pretty cool way to learn it. I mean... Yeah, right? Jeez, <laughs> that's basically just learning for poetry, right? right? That's yeah. Because right? that's what it kind of is. Right, I'm pretty lucky. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm curious also, I think Eric and I talked about this in the car ride when we were listening to one of the popular um, rap artists, but do you agree, I think... It's interesting because you're talking about how kind of the mainstream rappers, even though it sounds really good, it's fun to listen to. Right. Do you think that they could potentially 
do you think it's more so people are listening to it and they are just like following along with the beat mm-hmm. or do you think they're picking up some sort of subconscious kind of message and value that's inherently impacting oh, kind of the way they live? I have opinions on that one. <laughs> yeah. Like, un- unfortunately, I think some of those messages do come across and you do see it in, yeah. in pop culture and just in day-to-day life. And yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's kind of. yeah, because I was gonna say when I listen to six nine for example, I'm listening to it for the beat and, and his actual aggression, me- the yeah, aggression. Right. But his actual message doesn't come to me, and then that right. doesn't change right. how I live my life. But I'm curious if right. it does change how some people. To live some, it definitely. could it could be more of them listening to that like angry music, just like screw everybody type of thing, just to just as a way to channel their energy, channel sure. that negative get energy it out. out, get it out. Okay, Would, that could be get more. It get that's, it out. That's more productive than like oh, let's go to a bar and have a fight. You know what I mean? Sure, so sure. I think it's more productive than that. It's like metal music. Yeah. And I think, right, right. And I think hip-hop has always been a scapegoat. Uh, whenever something happens, like, they'll be like, oh, it's because these kids are listening to these violent lyrics. And I think it happens with violent video games as well. Yeah. Like, people You're... are just finding a way to exactly. scapegoat these uh, forms of art that are not intentionally doing this. Because there's so many, like, the human being, there's so many layers to him. Like, there's so many layers to us. And to think that some major issues like gun violence or drug violence is solely attributed to something like hip hop or violent video games is just outrageous to me. But interesting, because so, so I'm going to disagree. Only okay. you know, obviously politely. But uh, the one, right. the reason I disagree is because I think when you consume something, whether it's music, obviously video games, um, subliminal messages from kind of a culture, right? For, right. You know, right. you see people, whatever. You start to internal, you internalize it. Obviously, you're consuming it. It goes right, into you. Right, right, right. And because you internalize it, then you're like, okay, well, that's kind of the norm. You get normalized to whatever that's being consumed. So, say, right, for example, right, violence, right. right? Watch a movie from the 1950s and tell me if you're not bored. We're all going to be very bored, right? Right. But you watch a movie from, say, 2017, you're like, wow, this is really riveting and exciting. Why? Because there's right. violence, there's action, there's uh, you know fast-paced right. movement. Yes, did it naturally evolve? Sure. But we've become so desensitized to violence and kind of weird things, right. and I say weird in kind of a cultural context, right. that this is reinforced because of what we consume. So, right. violent video games. I uh, get that. Overt sexuality. On I see what you're saying. Right? You I know? see what you're saying. The whole desensitization of, say, drug culture. Right. Imagine if you, wrote, if you put any movie on today back in the 90s or the 80s, people would be like, what the hell? Like, imagine Slow that. <laughs> right, exactly. Imagine if you put Wolf of Wall Street and right. published it in the 1980s, people would be like, what the hell? Because it right. literally covers so many things that were, like, just taboo at the time. But now right. we've kind of widened and kind of done away with a lot of taboos. Right. I see what you're saying. I think, uh, I, I definitely agree to a certain extent yeah. about the consuming thing. Sure. But I think it exists in the art because it happens in society in the first place. So mm-hmm. I don't think it comes from the oh, I see what you're saying. You know what it's, I'm it's saying? A, it's a I view think, into society. Right. I think, I think it's just a reflection of where culture is now in general. And then it leads to the art that are delivering these messages, which could potentially lead to... Sure. So you're saying the, the chicken in the situation. Chicken right. The, the chicken you're saying, came before You're, you're, you're right. saying that the egg was culture and society so oh, right, violence right, right, or aggression right, right. from society is now being right. vented through media right right it's kind of like uh, with 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 metal music at least right so there's an aggression right. and frustration that people who listen to metal music have right and right. they vent that through their music right. or going exactly. to concerts right which but I think where, where does case. it begin was through society and right. that kind of friction there right interesting so do you think that there should be some sort of censorship like do you think that that no. it's bad because like i'm thinking of the example <laughs> For when the Joker movie came out, I don't know if you saw Joker, 
but um, there's a lot of public outrage at the movie because they thought it was going to cause some sort of yeah, <laughs> uprising. Yeah, I, right. I remember so when Dark Knight came out and Heath, yeah. Ledger, Heath Ledger's Joker was just so realistic. Like, it yeah. just kind of, like, triggered something inside of people, yeah. inside a few people, and it's crazy. But <laughs> and it did cause, like, the, oh, I don't know if it, I mean, the guy was probably already unstable, but it did cause, like, that the Dark Knight viewing with right. the Colorado shooting. Oh, yeah. So that's right. why people were freaked was, out with the new right, Joker movie. Right. He was messed right. up, yeah. yeah. I think uh, censorship always scares me because who controls what gets censored and do you trust these people? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a subjective interpretation right, of what's good and right. what's bad. So, but then again, you yeah, know, keep going because I have a, a critique on what Jacob just said. Right. Um, so yeah, so censorship probably scares me more than misinformation because uh, at least if all the information's out there, you can dig through the good and the bad and then come to a consensus on what is correct mm-hmm. yourself. Whereas if you censor a whole side of the story, you don't you don't get to do that yourself type of thing. It's just how much trust do you have in human beings to be able to read the good and the bad and come to a like correct correct in quotes of course understanding. See no so I so I agree with you on censorship in um, who controls it and do we put the put authority in them and I think many times censorship when especially in the home like you know parents I trust my parents or at least I did you know when I was a child to right. you know give me the proper information right. to be a good right. human being so there's a censorship on that level I think culturally and societally societally or whatever um we hate censorship because we're like, well it's just it's all subjective right what you were saying well it's right. it should be up to people to define their own truth but if you start kind of doing that then there is no such thing as truth right there's like a moral relativism and so usually what happens is the reason we have like societal boundaries and cultural boundaries and moral boundaries was because over time it's evolved to say this is good this is bad right Right. you have an in-group of morality of stuff that's acceptable and an out-group right so like taboos are bad right right and who defined all that well was through a society now what we've seen and especially since 2000 because of the postmodern world right we said, well, there are no such thing as boundaries. People should just decide. Right. Well, people can only decide what's good and bad if they know what is good and bad, right? right? And so when you break down what is actually good and bad and say, well, good and bad are just relative to people, now you've just subjected a whole generation to, like, you know, uh, uh, moral ambiguity, right? They're, like, they're cast out into the sea of morality and said, go and find your way. Well, no one can find their way now if there's no such thing as good and bad. So I think censorship in the hard term of saying, well, we can't say this on First Stop or this on on anywhere else is right. bad, right? Because you're like, okay, who's right, controlling right. that, right? But I think if we leave it to a market, a setting, right? Say, well, if it sells, it sells, and that means it's good. Well, you know, a lot of bad things can sell, and we all accept that, right? right. But we don't accept that they're good. Right. right. And so by allowing it to be, quote, sold and determined by the market kind of leaves it leaves a lot of trust to random people to decide what is good and bad. Right. And again, that trust is the same trust that we put in someone to censor us. Right. So it's kind of I would say there's a lot of contradictions in that and that there has to be a well-defined boundary of good and bad in society, especially with what we consume right. and, and media and stuff uh, or else <laughs> there's. You just really just opened up kind of a Pandora's box with what, right. what is good and bad, and then then there's no direction, right? Right. Think about it. Every community right. has to have boundaries, and those boundaries have to be enforced either physically or obviously socially. Right. And when those boundaries aren't enforced, there is no community, right? Because right. you have to have some connection. And we're seeing kind of a breakdown of all those. And so my my critique, obviously, on violent video games and you know sexuality, overt sexuality, mm-hmm. and just weird. When I say weird, I mean like weird music. Do you know who Poppy is? No. Okay, she was an internet sensation like five years ago. Extremely weird music. Like, if okay. you want to feel, like, alienated, <laughs> just right. listen to one of her songs. She's right. really strange. But, like, 
we're getting all these weird things because they sell and because they're they're you know people say oh well it's good because it makes me feel good. Right. Where's the person to say well that's bad we should stop consuming that right? right? And then there has to be kind of some voice that says no listen that's bad that's weird. Um, but right. that's just my tangent. But what's it called? And then it it's, it kind of just comes back to what your philosophy on good and bad is, of what type of ethical um, philosophy you want to follow. And it, yeah, no, that whole, that whole conversation is just, Mm -hmm. it's it's definitely a deep conversation. Sure. sure. Yeah. Because I mean, obviously under, even under that, it's, it's kind of like a moral relativist thing too. Cause like your moral philosophy could be, you know, pretty weird compared to mine, but yet we're not, we're subjected to one morality, right? You can't just say there is a thing as morality, but you can believe in one thing. You can believe in one thing. I think there's a lot of commonalities that all of our morality share, like being a good person. Right. You know, not stealing, not lying, but someone else could not hold those. And then right. how do we say, well, you're bad and you should, you know, be corrected. Right. That's an interesting conversation to have, certainly. For sure. But, no, I agree with you, though. Like, the FCC and stuff. Uh, they scare me, me. They scare me. Yeah. I think there's some good that they do, like swearing. Yeah. I mean, children shouldn't be exposed to swear words uh, at an early age because it right. desensitizes, like, language. Right. And, you know, but, no, I mean, and some, you, some you guys things. know I don't swear. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's impressive. I mean, that's quite impressive, actually. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, it, going off that, I think when you're creating any s- sort of media entertainment, it makes it that much more difficult to captivate an audience when you don't swear or you don't talk about controversial things. Right. Like, um, he's like definitely. I know you like we you like America, but like Sebastian Maniscalco. I think he's yeah. such an interesting topic. He's a comedian, but he doesn't swear. He doesn't do anything that's somewhat inappropriate but yet he gets all these laughs nice. like you like you'll, you'll notice when you're talking with a group of friends and you say like the f word or you swear it's like an easy laugh yeah, you right, get right. but it's getting that it's contradicting absolutely yeah so it's that's yeah. kind of true in hip-hop as well yeah that's you, what i'm saying you, you go that route it's easy to it, get it, it, it's plays. a question of are you selling yourself out i don't know yeah. i don't know yeah. yeah, there's two there's two thoughts on people who swear. One, they're too dumb; they couldn't think of a word. Or two, they're really open and honest that they'll swear all the time. Right. It's kind of that's a very interesting thing to think about. I don't know where to go with it. Yeah. The, no, swearing is definitely an interesting thing that I. I mean, I think about it a lot. I want to make sure that me not swearing doesn't come from a like a false sense of moral superiority. I want to. I want to. Mm-hmm. I like. Oh, okay. I have nothing against swear words. It's just not for me. Mm-hmm. I want to. You know what I mean? I want to make that brand, clear. It's not your brand. It's not your brand. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, you know, I hang out with people that swear. I listen to a lot of hip-hop music. Um, I have nothing against swear words. It's just not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what's interesting, Jacob, you bring up a fair point. Yeah, when you swear, what, what is humor but a weird contradiction in, in you know, logic? You're right. Like, well, that doesn't seem right, but that's kind of funny, right? <laughs> Think about any joke. You're like, that's weird and, like, contradictory to what you would expect. Irony, all that stuff. And so swearing is kind of the, that blip of contradiction. Like, wow, that guy just said the F word, like... In a funeral, that's weird. <laughs> exactly, yeah. right? So exactly. it's unexpected. It's it's kind of a punctuated contradiction. Yeah, but yeah, this is a ran- random question. But why are swear words bad? They're a word, but why, where they get a connotation for it being so bad? I think I know. Do you know? No, I'll let you take. Oh, this okay, <laughs> it's like a game show. Do you have your answer, final answer. Um, every swear word, if you. Think about what they are. They're either extremely intimate, so like any of the, you know, F word, uh, any of the stuff regarding sexuality, those are all right. swear words, right? right? Even saying sexuality is kind of a weird, erotic, you know, all those are not right. swear words, but they're kind of that taboo word. All the other words, so like crap, you know, the S word, all that stuff, have this weird 
biological property to them of being dirty, right? And so when right. you think about it, when we were out in nature, in the tribe, 50,000 years ago, if you saw a pile of crap laying there, you're like, that's dirty. I want to put it, go away from it because it, it leads to disease and stuff like that, right? Right. And so there's kind of this allure of what the, the swear word actually represents and the connection to the real world. Right. And it's something extremely intimate where you don't want that publicly said. It's like the F word. Think about what the F word actually you, means. And then you start calling people that because yeah. you, you associate that with bad and you associate them with bad. Yeah. And then that's when it becomes... Like calling people like, oh, you're trash. You know what I mean? If you think about that, like that makes no sense. No, right. What do you yeah. mean you're trash? Trash, right. But then, but you, we know what it means because of the real world applications yeah. of the trash. Right. right. <laughs> um, There's also a theory that says, okay, it's words that are rarely used are swear words. That's not, I mean, I don't subscribe to that because the F word and all those words are, are frequently used, especially by people like me. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, weird, very obscure Highbrow words, so I'm like the thesaurus. Would then be technically swear words, and those are swear right. words. I think it's it's definitely the real, real world, real world biological connection that the words actually have. It's, to me, some of them is just how it sounds. Like I say True. crap, but I don't say the s word. Yeah, just, yeah. Like I just don't like I just don't like the sound of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there are a lot of weirds the words that don't. Yeah, right. <laughs> Everyone could think of a swear word right now in their head that like does not sound good. Right. Yeah. Right. I feel like since coming to college, I've been swearing a lot more. In high school, I never swore. Hmm, Maybe in co I, college, I, I'll say like the F word more often than I would. Yeah. It's, I don't know why. Yeah. That's interesting. And I come back home and I accidentally say it, and then like everybody's like, what the heck was that? Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Interesting. You pick up cues from the people you're around, so maybe you picked up from me. Right. I, mean, I, just, I swear a lot. Back, back when I used to swear, I... <laughs> it's, I like, it's like a drug. Yeah, <laughs> right. Back when I was on that swear word, I would never swear in front of other people. So I had already conditioned myself to not swear in front of other people. It was just not swearing when I'm either by myself or just with my brothers. I think, like, probably, like... I can count on my fingers the number of people that have heard me swear yeah. in my lifetime. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I had already conditioned myself to not swear in front of certain people. And I was like, okay, let me not be two different people around two different groups. Let me just stick with this one thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you don't want to get like some swear word schizophrenia, right? Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> two person S two personalities, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, it is interesting. I, um... I always find it interesting. It's a it's a different dynamic when someone swears versus someone who doesn't swear. Um, so like you know, over the summer I worked at a at a wholesaling place, and you know my one boss swore. I was fine with it because I'm just okay. Um, but it, it sets a, a, a such a different vibe than say people who don't swear. Right? right? There's kind of like this barrier created when you don't swear. I think at least there, there's no broken down barriers. Was when he swore? Was it a chill vibe or was it a serious vibe? Because I feel like there's two different. Sure. No, it was like a chill. Interesting. Yeah, okay. it wasn't like he wasn't swearing at someone like right, that right, effort, right. you know, was right. messed up the report. He was just like, I guess, frustrated with how like they did things at right. you know, the place. Um, but it, it kind of created this this broken down barrier. Like, OK, I right. can see who you are and your actual emotions, because a lot of a lot of swear words have emotions behind them, too. Right. right. You don't just like say it in very cold, sterile terms. It's right. There's emotion. Right. And I think I think that can be that can be a good thing. To letting out your frustration in that manner, if that's if that's your way out of it. But. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Or punch a hole in the wall. <laughs> so my name's Kyle. Oh, I thought you were. Oh, yeah. I thought you were last year. Yeah, right. Oh, that's right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought you were too. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's funny. Yeah, that was uh, that was messed up. Take a quick music break and then reminisce about last year's shenanigans and Walsh six oh seven. seven. 
607. Let's do it. Stay tuned. All right. Welcome back to First Stop. I'm not using the headphones because my voice sounded tinny. Yep. That's how it sounds anyways in the audio. So Now great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder people don't like me. No. no wonder people don't listen to podcasts. Anyways. Um... <laughs> well, the thing is that your voice to yourself sounds weird when it's recorded because you normally hear your voice through your skin and through the air. Yeah. So when it's just recorded, you're just hearing what other people hear. Yeah, and it's yeah. just not what you've heard for your entire life. So no. it's weird. Yeah, yeah, it's extremely weird. Absolutely. Um, last year was, I feel like, when all of this started happening. Was Wall 607, you would come through with Wajdi, and mm-hmm. we were there because of Eric, or Austin and I were there because of Eric, and that's kind of when everything happened. 2K, right. Chell. Everything happened. Chell. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. The rapping, the podcast. Yeah. It's when the movement's Last year was a good year. It was a good year. Good No, obviously. No, I thought, I thought last year was fun. Start the podcast. Podcast, yeah. 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 How's your junior year going compared to your... How would you rank your three years so far? Um. Well, junior year's not over yet. But I always had... Spring semester is always, like, terrible. I don't know. I, I might just be cursed. Like, yeah. my spring semesters have just been, like, horrendous. School-wise. Everything, okay. like, you know, outside of school. That's good. Okay, we're good. But spring semester... I've been cursed. School-wise. No, no. If you, if you look at my GPA, like, fall, and then compare it to my average GPA in, <laughs> in spring, spring. No, it's ridiculous. Oh, it's ridiculous. But, yeah, outside of that, junior year, uh, fall semester was probably the most fun. That's good. Although last year's spring semester was, outside of school, was super fun. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's cool. Any funny uh, memories from sophomore year? I have a few. Ton. Jeez, I don't even know where to start. Um, I know, cut you off guard there. It's fun when I got to rap for you guys. That was cool. That was cool. That's though. definitely up there. Uh, playing Chell, of course. That's what you guys always Me did. Th- <laughs> <laughs> you throwing my water bottle yeah. across the room when I lost. Yeah, um, that was fun. Your phone, too. Yeah, my phone. My old phone. I haven't. Th- I threw this one one time. Watch it. just like, hey, you trying to get to Joe? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What else happened? Um, Were you there for the Super Bowl? I was not. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was just all of us. Yeah. I was there for the World Series though. Oh yeah, that was good. That was crazy. that was crazy, dude. Yeah, that was that was a fun year. Yeah. Any funny memories for you? No. Uh, this is a very exciting, exciting conversation we're having here. <laughs> I'm trying to get something going. Um, um, what about you? Eric? I don't know. Uh, starting podcast was definitely fun. Oh yeah. Um, classes, started- classes I liked. Yeah, I started my Instagram rap account. That's good. MC Maxwell. Yeah. Solid. I, th- I always respect people who always, like, put yourself out there in a creative way. Like, also, I, re- I respect, like, getting anybody who does that. Getting the camera is something, like, like it's, it's something else. I respect- like, rapping on my Instagram versus, like, posting a song on SoundCloud, there's, there's such a big difference. Yeah, I, like, I respect that so much. Because, like, it's something that, like... When you do it in the moment, you think you're, like, really good. But when you put yourself out there for critique, it's, like, definitely scary. Like, the right. second you press and post. I mean, even with a podcast like this, you're doing that. Yeah. So, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, the five people that listen to it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mom, still, damn. like, us, like, publicizing it. Right. Asking people to Any, come on. Theoretically, anyone can listen to this. Yeah. yeah. Once you put it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Just, and we actually do have a lot, a lot of people just random. Right. Right. Yeah. People you don't know at all. And this is all they know about you. Everything you share here. Oh, boy. Right? <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's, you're it's spot on. This, this is the it's only window, thought. right? Yeah. My only window to you is through your Instagram and our, our brief encounters, right? Right. I don't know you that, like, obviously besides that. Right. It's crazy. Right. Don't know you metaphysically. 
Yeah. Why don't you spiritually? <laughs> um, in terms of the Instagram account, are you kind of working on new little verses and stuff? Or you, yeah, I have stuff yeah. written down. I kind of I kind of got sick last week, and my voice was you know oh, no. it's still recovering. I don't know if you can hear, but um, yeah, just just making sure that you know I don't lose my voice and stuff. Yeah, Lupe said you gotta treat your vocal cords like it's a fortress, <laughs> especially when you do something like. That takes your voice, yeah, in true. that manner. Just screaming. <laughs> right. The show goes on. Show goes wow. on. Wow. It has to. <laughs> <laughs> the show. That's the only song I know from because that was the only song that was popular. I'm not that, that into good. rap that where I'm that like, yeah. that was a good song. That was a good song. Remember everybody listened to it get hyped before like the gym basketball game. Hey mom, can you play the show goes on? <laughs> Me driving then. Can we get McDonald's after the game? <laughs> You don't need more burgers, son. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I definitely recommend. <laughs> Thanks, Jacob, for bringing up that memory. <laughs> I definitely recommend uh, Lupe Fiasco to anyone that hasn't listened to him. Okay. His albums, uh, Tetsuo and Youth and Drogas Wave. Nice. Very, very conceptually heavy. Okay. A lot of good lyrics, too. Interesting. He's also just a very intelligent person, so it's nice to listen to. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Are you expand so do you find SoundCloud to be the best avenue for you? Is there anything else like um for Bandcamp? Me, for me right now, SoundCloud is the way. Okay. But you know, I'm getting there. Don't yeah. worry. It's 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 definitely a long term. I definitely have a long term mentality. Shout out sure. to Absol. Um Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Um I know Post Malone got big off SoundCloud. Do you know that story though? Like I, I remember I listened I to an interview and he said he posted um White Iverson. White Iverson, I remember. And he said like the next yeah. day, next day it like blew up and then he got like an offer for a record deal and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it happens. That's crazy. I think it was like a month. It was like a month. I think it was a month process. Literally, he both say like September first by October, the dude signed a record label. <laughs> to to be fair, that was a crazy song for someone yeah. that had no experience yeah. to put out. Yeah, I must like, ask though, like, have you found that SoundCloud is a much saturated place than it has been before? Like when he posted White Iverson, was it not as a popular place to post? So yes. it's easier to get recognition. Now I'm sure there's now millions there's, of songs posted so, every day. It seems like every other person wants to be a rapper type of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's obviously yeah. a joke. But you know, um, SoundCloud is yeah. definitely it's definitely oversaturated. Um, that could be a good and a bad thing. Yeah, uh, it's good because for the consumer, there's a lot out there to pick and choose from. Yeah. So, but as a producer, it's hard to get recognized. So, yeah, yeah. good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I know there's Bandcamp. I just discovered that. Yeah, yesterday. Bandcamp. Cause I, I like That's a lot of underground like rock stuff. I was about to say um, it's big in underground hip hop too. So yeah. yeah oh, I'm there's also going. another website called I think it's just called Underground. Um, oh, well. quite easy SEO. Um, right. Awesome stuff on there. I don't know. That's how I found the Vans like 2014. I love the Vans. That's how I found them. They were the first thing. Blender Street was on the front <laughs> cover page. Um, yeah, that was solid. But and whatever. I think. Um, yeah. Long game, the mentality. Yeah. You gotta have it. Who's your favorite rapper, popular rapper currently? Someone um, like we would ra- recognize. Uh, probably Kendrick Lamar. Okay. I guess I'm Kendrick, yeah. He hasn't posted an album in a while, yeah. right? Yeah. Damn. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I've been following Like Kendrick 2017? And yeah. the TDE camp since 2011. So okay. when he blew up, it was, I was like, whoa. That's sweet, yeah. Like, I was so happy for him. I wasn't the biggest fan of Damn as an album compared to his older stuff. Like, Kingdom okay. Butterfly, like, conceptually, is one of my favorite albums of all time. I could write a 10-page paper on that, and I definitely will at some point. Yeah. Um, but, love. I just love the whole TDE camp. J. Cole, of course. Um, oh, yeah. J. Cole. 
fucking J. Cole. <laughs> yeah, that's solid. How about Lil Durky? Mm. He's some Indian rapper that's just like... I've never heard of him. Not great. I'm not gonna lie. Lil Dicky. Lil Durky is a little bit controversial. No disrespect, he's, I just haven't heard of him. Yeah, yeah. he's an interesting character. He's the most overrated rapper right now. Ooh, nah, I don't, I don't do that. Okay, 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 overrated. okay. Yeah. Interesting. Why not? Um, I like how Eminem popped up on the scene again. Yeah, he's doing well again. Up again. Yeah. Um, definitely like more of older Eminem stuff. Yeah. But, what are your thoughts on Godzilla and all that? What was that? Were you, what were your thoughts on like Godzilla? The, the song. The song. Um, I probably listened to it a few times, but I just there's just so much music out there, and I've been a little behind, so I've just been trying to catch up with everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just I listened to it a couple times. Thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah that's about it. Yeah. I think I think it blew up because of the fast rap at minute like four, right? That whole like that yeah, sequence yeah, after yeah, Cheeto, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Hot Cheeto. Yeah. I love hot Cheetos. That's a side note. <laughs> Carrot food? Uh, they're called Momos. It's a Nepali. Ooh. It's like Nepali style dumplings. Ooh, yeah. I like dumplings. Yeah. What's and in them? It's meat. It's little vegetables, spices. That's what that's what changes. That's what is different about like more Chinese style dumplings and Nepali dumplings to me. It's the spice. Okay. It's, it's to me. It's not as like sweet the Nepali style. I like. That's just. I mean, I sure. grew. Up, I grew up eating it, so you know, it's definitely biased. Right. But, yeah, that's one thing I noticed about Chinese dumplings. They're like really plain tasting. Right? Yeah, I mean, like yeah. the oil is basically all you're tasting, right? There are some great Momo places in Somerville. Right okay, there, for right. sure. Let's do, it. do you have any like recs? Uh, Momo and Curry, Tasty Momo. Uh, those are just the two off yeah. the top. Give me Momo. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I mean, I eat chicken Momo. Chicken's the only meat I eat, so. Okay. Yeah. Like, like you, you like chicken too. You eat it a lot. It's they have beef Momo too, too much. You like, yeah. If that's for you. But. Sure. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Quick music break, and then maybe Meadow can show us some of his stuff. Let's do Uh-oh. it. Uh oh. Let's do it. Uh-oh. Stay tuned. What's up, everyone? The show where Jacob is tired. Welcome back to first stop. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're gonna all, have, we're all a little tired. We're all a little tired. Meadow is going to perform for us. Yeah. Uh, a song that is not performed sexually uh, for us. Um. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear that on the playback. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right, Minnow, the floor is yours. All right, I'm going to share a couple verses. Uh, let me just get right into the first one. If y'all are ready. You can grab the mic, do whatever you want, man. All right. All right, you guys ready? I'm All right, let's ready. go. Got me feeling like a teacher. Promise I'm not here to preach or tell you what I do is feature just exactly what I need to. Got me feeling so low, I'm a flow rider, my soul glow gold like pros a cold nighter. Writing and wiring all of my thoughts, inspiring like the locks. My mission is to get a venue and show the world what's in my menu. Flow unorthodox, my true religion is to send you to a place out of space where 9000 is the database. Your calendar's on, your calendar's wrong. Try to put my life in a song, the ugliest swan. Look, willing to die for what I'm believing in. I live alive, you live a lie, can't be feeling the sins. Evil reside inside every one of your kin, I'm killing again. Still feeling the stain of an infinite rain. Man, I'm bringing the pain. Wait, not free. Too many G's OD. At 18, Rock Kim was my G-O-D. And now I see I'm a fiend of this craft. Robin Hood every time that I'm penning a draft. And I'm stuck in a raft. Pull the pin and leave the rest with a gash. Chopped to a hash. Mashed and bashed for cash. Keep my ears low. That's my only mission. And I want to thank all those that be listening. Ooh. 
That's the thing. Dude, I love the calendar verse. I, I just remembered calendar. And then I love the cash bash smash. Dude, that was thank smooth you. as thank hell. You. Thank Damn. you. Damn. Thank you. Yeah, that the was calendar is off. I'm like, no, it's not. Oh, wait, it is because I'm listening to Minnow. Yeah, it was pretty sick. That's sick. Right. That was pretty dope. Thank you. Thank you. Very dope. clean. Yeah, I got yeah. one more. That, that was written. I wrote that, I think, at the beginning of the year in September. Okay. And I wrote that in 10 minutes, believe it or not. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Jeez. I actually wrote it with this show in mind. So I had that, oh. I had that saved for this oh. show. That was real. So, oh. All right, that makes me feel special. <laughs> Thank you. Should, you know. should, yeah. And yeah, I got one more. Oh, I do. This is an old one. Let's see how much of it I remember. But uh, <laughs> y'all, it's been on my Instagram, so you might have heard it before. Okay. But, you know, it's cool. This is a perfect circle. This is a perfect cycle. The circumference of the chain spans entire Eiffel. And I'm stuck in your brains like your rivals. No rifles, it's trifles. Sounds of verses, recitals. No Bibles, just me and my notebook. It's vital for revival how the writers just cold stood. When I die, y'all better bury my book with me. And my pen just keep it in my hands tightly. Like when Dumbledore died, my mind runs all the time. The thought of all the demise is just to follow that kind. I ain't lying, I ain't even talking Mufasa yet. What if they stomp on a dead me? I gotta fret. When the star bursts, we left with no glass. Nothing matters in the end, but we too focused on mass. I'm moving masses with class. Speak the language of math. Even on Sundays, sometimes the churches are sad. It's calculated, that's facts. We low-key, like the words of the past. We moving too fast. Yeah. Damn. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah, no, I love that middle part of that one where it was like, Got that articulated like uh, beat within the actual like the phrase, fast, right? Yeah. The actual I don't know the the verb, but you know right. you get like the 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 words that you used were were able to kind of create this beat inside right. of them. Like, right, it's cadence. Damn, yeah, right. cadence. Yeah, that that's the word I was thinking of. Cadence. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Jeez, huh? vocabulary. Yeah. Damn, it is very nice. I remember the circle one. I do. You do remember? I the do remember one. the circle one. That's what definitely you... one of my favorite ones up there. Yeah, that's I, I like that. I wrote that to a Nujabee's beat in Fulton. Either one ten or two ten. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like it, dude. It talks about like, you know, what's the lasting impression, right? right. People stomp on me. I mean, you're six feet under right. or starburst. Damn, that's. And then there's the whole idea of a cycle. That right, you know, existential. Damn, I got yeah. depressed now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. What was the one you performed in the uh, in Walsh? Uh, I I can pull it up, obviously. No, no, no. I performed I performed a few, but uh, I guess my favorite was. Probably the fall or the actually. Oh, oh yeah, the fall. Month. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. solid. Thank you. Damn. Yeah, I have to record that. I definitely have to record that. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you record? Do you use do you have mics and stuff or? Um, there's phone? there's a studio in Library O'Neill. There's a library. Oh, okay. I mean, there's a studio at Lions that now my friend has access to because he's taking a music course. Oh, on the fifth fourth Ooh. floor. Uh no. no, it's actually it's on the second floor. It's like oh. it's like a weird like site you would okay. never expect. No, okay. like it's just right there. Um, oh, dude. Yeah. So, stay tuned. Sure. That's all I got. I say. mean, obviously, if you ever want to use like this space too, don't forget like this oh, is open yeah, yeah, too. Because yeah. I think I don't know what I don't, what I don't is know it. Well, it's twelve. I don't think there's people after us. So. Yeah, I don't know how the recording would work. Yeah, it's like yeah. USB. Kind like, of how we use yeah, it. Yeah, right. Like yeah. software-wise, because you want like Pro Tools or GarageBand or something. You know what I mean. Yeah, true. Because when you when you just download the file, you just download it. It's just it a raw. Audio, it's just a raw right? audio file. Yeah, you can't like break it down. Yeah, damn. Yeah, you're here. The elephant is in the room. Oh. Hey oh. Yeah, I got that. Good. Yeah, when he yeah. when he commented that, I'm like, what what was going on? These yes. <laughs> are controversy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's nothing controversial. <laughs> that was um, solid. What's it called? So it started with there's a capital C's verse. He says, uh, "So I snuck in the room like an elephant." You know the popular phrase, "the elephant in the room," mm -hmm. right? 
it's a metaphor for the truth. Um, and yeah, me and Jared were like, that just describes us very well. The elephant in the room. That's solid, dude. <laughs> you don't have to talk about it, but it's there. Yeah, honestly. Damn. Yeah, shout out Jared. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that has been a very riveting episode, in my opinion. I think Jake would agree. Absolutely. Love having Minnow on. It's yeah, deep, it's philosophical. It goes places you don't think it's going to go. Right, and that's just like me at night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, we will definitely have you on, obviously, next year, too. You're kind of like yeah. a staple of the podcast. Thank you. Thank um, you. And, um, yeah, give it up for Minnow. Thank you. Thank you. Do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, of course. It's your time. Plug anything. Yes. Plug J Herd. Plug right. you. Let's do it. <laughs> plug in yeah. the computer. Follow at J Herd ninety two. First of all, Instagram and follow myself at MC underscore M A C H F L O W, MC Mock Flow, and uh, you can follow follow my SoundCloud Mock. It should just DM me on Instagram if you're interested. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Solid. All right, Jake. Do you have anything to plug? Um. No, Instagram, Jake Capozzi, TikTok, let's keep it up. Uh, that's my boy, Jacob. Are you, are you sticking with that name? I don't think so. I want to do Jacob or Jcap, but they're taken by like 13-year-olds, so I'm going to have to pay them money to get oh, them yeah, to change yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I like, the, I like the Jacob show, but I know it's it's reminiscent of that one Vine. That one Gabby show who was really cringy and yeah. not a lot of people liked. Sure. Let me plug one more person. Uh, it's this artist I met. Uh, her name's Marion. Uh Mbake Echo, so it's M B A K E underscore E C H O, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So we have we have a song coming out eventually. That's why. Oh. Stay tuned. I'm nice. I'm looking forward to it. Keep saying it. Stay yeah. Tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah, it's kind of like us with merch. Stay tuned. <laughs> Eric, anything to plug? Instagram, um, art, Instagram. The art Instagram's interesting. Okay. Uh, that was from middle school. Okay. Uh, or sorry, high school. Um. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's all I had to say. Um. What else? Oh yeah, uh, Venmo, uh, Grossy one four four three. I'm I'm broke, people. I really need money. <laughs> What's it really... called? I, I forgot the E. It's M B A K E underscore E C H O E. Okay, and who is that again? Uh, Marion. Uh, she goes by Mbake. Mbake Echo. It's all her artist name. There we go. There you go. Um, Instagram Grossy one four four three or History Echo's? Club. I don't know. History. Oh yeah, History Club. We're Maybe. finally getting approval. Maybe tomorrow. Uh, we're becoming official. So, hey, so join History Club, everybody, if you like history. If you like history. And you like a gr- good group of people who are insightful and inspiring. Uh, inspiring. <laughs> there you go. That's what you do. All right. We will see you, you at, at the, the next, next stop. stop.